0: Welcome back to Ether Hour, everybody. I'm your host, Conrad Franz, joined, as always, by Dimitri Kalyugin, back at you with a normal episode after last week's Space is Fake interlude. Hope you all enjoyed that one. It's always good to talk to Anthony. Maybe we'll do something like that again in the future. But today, we're talking about a very important subject, someone that fascinates People all around the world. Historical figure Ivan Grozny, Ivan the IV, Fourth, Ivan the Terrible, of the Rurikid dynasty of Russia. He is one of the, you know, most influential figures in all of Russian and world history. And we talk about him a lot on World War Now, even and definitely on Ether Hour, as as very much one of the most critical links between, I guess, what we would consider second and third Rome. So, Dmitri, uh, are you excited to talk about good old Ivan today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of one of my favorite subjects. And I think a lot of the listeners may, may also find it interesting, especially considering the fact that it's ever since the Soviet times, this image of Ivan as this precursor to, you know, Stalin also used him as a sort of image of, of his own power. And even, you know, Eisenstein released that famous movie, Ivan the Terrible, which I think is quite a horrible film. But, you know, it, it is quite interesting. And Ivan the Terrible became this almost uh, cult-like figure, at least since the Soviet times. Um, but what's interesting about Ivan is just the fact that he is this tremendous authority figure in Russian history. There's almost nobody like him, maybe besides Peter the Great, in terms of the, his character, his personality, the the long reign, the absolutely lengthy reign. I, I believe he reigned, don't want to get this wrong, but uh, a total of 50, 50 to 51 years, which is unprecedented for for a male. And mind you, he did reign from the age of three, so his dad died... When he was quite young, his dad Basil III. Third, um, also, uh, was didn't call himself Tsar. So the important thing about Ivan the Ivan the Terrible, Ivan the IV, Fourth, is the fact that he was the first Russian ruler in history to call himself Tsar. When he and he was crowned, officially um, anointed at the Dormition Cathedral in Moscow. So that's the primary cathedral you see today in the Kremlin of Moscow, and essentially it is the most important church. You could say in the entire world besides the holy sepulchre in jerusalem just simply because that is where the um the catechons the of third rome the new monarchs it is the new agia sophia that is where the anointing of the of the russian emperors took place as well all the way down to saint nicholas ii so he wasn't uh anointed and crowned in petersburg He had they had to all the russian monarchs and emperors had to travel back to moscow to the origin point where at first ivan the IV fourth was crowned and anointed Uh, And to rule Russia as the Tsar, and uh, the service is very interestingly depicted in the film by Eisenstein that came out during, uh, I believe, it came out right after the world, right after the Second World War. And the only part of the movie which I mean, I Conrad's watched that I've watched it is just the the literal the first ten minutes of that movie, is worth seeing, where it shows the crowning ceremony in all its glory. And I believe it may have even been filmed by the Soviets in in that particular church, and even the deacon. In the ceremony when all the the big proclamations he's making with super deep voice that guy playing the deacon in the movie was actually an ex-deacon before he became an atheist and defrocked himself and became a soviet but so they even got a, a former deacon to play the deacon in the movie but that crowning ceremony is really based and i even like how they portrayed young 16 17 year old ivan because he was he began reigning at, at three years of age but his crowning occurred when he reached, um, so to speak, manhood in medieval Russia, that was considered, you know, uh, Renaissance Russia. That was considered, you know, the age somewhere someone became a man around 1617. Usually, that's when uh, young men would be, also be married off, and Ivan as well married his first wife around that age as well, shortly after the ceremony, and his first wife was actually. Her name was Anastasia Romanov, and she was from this noble family called the Romanovs, which eventually, as you all know, would become the next reigning dynasty after a series of very interesting and bizarre events in Russian history and tragic events as well. So Ivan, in general, he's a very Shakespearean, tragic character. And uh, there are a lot of different opinions about him. Like, let's just say, uh, I know during the Russian Empire, there wasn't one singular opinion about him. He wasn't uplifted as a certain hero. Um, He wasn't uh, put down as a tyrant. Although some people, especially Western historians, and as Conrad's mentioned, like all these articles say, you Google Ivan the Terrible in 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 Google, and even it even sounds bad. Like terrible literally is uh, synonymous with bad or awful, right, in the English language. But in Russian, his name is Grozny, which means more like intimidating or strict. That's essentially the connotation there, or maybe terrifying would be correct. And it doesn't carry in itself that sort of negative connotation. If anything, it's taken straight out of the Bible. And no one during his life called him Ivan the Terrible. They called him, uh this is from historical accounts, they called him Grozny Tsar, which means like, you know, the intimidating Tsar. Essentially, yeah, they called him Grozny Tsar. And where did he receive that title? He received it from his grandfather, Ivan the Third, who also super big figure in Russian history. But uh, Ivan the Third was Famously, for those of you that know, Ivan III was the Third was was the reigning prince of Moscow when Constantinople fell to the Turks, and so you have to keep in mind this is Ivan the IV. Fourth, Ivan the Terrible is reigning almost a hundred years after the fall of Constantinople, and after his grandfather essentially became the next or big Orthodox figure, the next big Orthodox monarch, and Ivan the Terrible, at three years old, he becomes essentially the the ruler of the Orthodox world as a layman. So you can imagine the pressure on his shoulders from this young age of three to realize or at least you know maybe when he turns six or whatever and he's he's being tutored to the throne and he's being prepared to reign and he's told that look you're the next byzantine roman empire uh, emperor you're the next uh you're the catacomb you're the autocrat of the orthodox world here and by the way you also you're also in symphonia of all the eastern patriarchs who are praying and mentioning you by name because everybody knew about this young young man and there he is, he's crowned at 1617. And I mentioned his physicality because that's also important. People are like, well, how did he look in the portraits? He looks very old and like he has a, a very interesting physiognomy. He has like a very Greek type of look to him. He almost looks like our fellow colleague, Jim Jatras, if anything. <laughs> like, so if you imagine <laughs> Jim Jatras, uh, that would, that he he looked, Ivan the Terrible most likely looked like Jim Jatras. And so, Jim Jatras in his youth, handsome, that's how Ivan would have looked. Very, very handsome man when he was young. And very broad-shouldered, so he looked like a Giga Chad. And also quite tall, I think almost one, uh, I think it was like almost six foot, six foot one maybe. So he was quite a tall man, broad-shouldered, very physically strong. And at 16, 17, that's what's portrayed in that movie that I recommend everybody watch. That first ten minutes of his crowning is just epic. And the actor who plays Ivan as well, betrays him quite well. Uh, Of course, later you turn off that film because it's complete Soviet degeneracy and it, you know, it's it gets quite blasphemous and sacrilegious. But Ivan, this Orthodox Christian Tsar, is crowned at 16. He marries Anastasia Romanov. Uh, his spiritual father is uh, another saint who's, whose name is... Um, Saint Macarius of Moscow. He's the main bishop, the metropolitan of Moscow at the time, and Moscow is this new, I guess, big city that you know essentially uh, is you know becoming the third Rome. It essentially is the third Rome ever since Ivan's grandfather, and it is the largest Orthodox city in the world that's free from Muslim, uh, Muslim, Catholic, Protestant occupation. And so this is kind of where the story originates. But I think, like you mentioned, Conrad, like there is that, that interesting ancestry as well, right, of
0: Ivan. Oh, yeah. I think we just want to make sure that we start at the right place and we're going to eventually get into all of his uh, his exploits and, and battles and expanding the the influence of the Russo sphere. And we're talk about things like the Domostroi. And, you know, eventually we're going to even make more shows about his, you know, his progeny. But we, we talk about Basil III. I want to just make sure we don't get too far because you just mentioned him. We got Basil III and... Uh, Ivan the Third, and, you know, his ancestors, and going back to all the way, you know, even to Alexander Nevsky, which is where, you know the you know the Russian people become Orthodox. And now we kind of have the next link in that fence, which is the Russian people become the Orthodox Empire, which is what happens with Ivan the IV. Fourth. So you mentioned the fall of Constantinople. You mentioned his his Greek heritage. Why does he look Greek? Like why would that be?
1: Yes, yeah, so interestingly enough, his, grandmother was of course the greek princess from the paleologos dynasty so sophia um so he was a direct descendant from the the last byzantine dynasty on his uh, father's side and of course on his mother's side his mother was a uh, the second wife of basil the Yelena glinska she came from so helena she was a very very beautiful lady even her um, they reconstructed her face based on her remains during the Soviet times, and you know she's she's like a supermodel-looking woman, very very beautiful, which is probably why Basil the married her in the first place, which was again a, a controversy in and of itself. But he marries this woman, and she's from a noble Lithuanian family, so they come from Western Russia. Essentially, they're almost like this, uh, you know. Uh, very almost like Germanic slash Baltic slash uh, Finno-Ugric uh, and a bit of Russian, almost like this mixed culture there in Lithuania. Uh, but what's interesting is her ancestry is also mixed. So she's half Lithuanian and half well, according to legend, she descends all the way from the of Genghis Khan dynasty. So one of the Chingizids, <clears throat> the you know, Genghis Khan's uh, descendants actually married into the Lithuanian nobility, and she comes from that sort of ancestry. So Ivan has literally, you know, he has Tatar Mongol blood. He has Lithuanian nobility in him. He has, he's the descent, he's the direct heir, the oldest, I guess, the, the oldest heir of, of the Alexander Nevsky line which, again, traces itself to Alexander Nevsky. That's in the 1200s. And even before Alexander Nevsky traces back to Saint, as you said, Conrad, Saint Vladimir, the one who, the baptizer of all of Rus, and to Saint Olga of Kiev, and to Sviatoslav who destroyed the Kazarian Khaganate, which we spoke about. So this guy, Ivan the Tsar, is the descendant of all these heroes and saints of the past. And, of course, to Rurik as well. But it gets even crazier. And this is a little bit esoteric. We might, well, we're getting a, a bit off you know but this is we have to mention it because during his reign this is what <clears throat> this is what he wrote about in his letters this is what the the people believed so whether or not it's a legend or not but saint Macarius of moscow wrote this book thank you for listening to the free preview of the 14th A4O episode to hear the full uncensored discussion of ivan Grozny, subscribe to our premium sub stack upon subscribing you will also receive access to all the previous AFRO episodes as well as the full-length world war now articles your support goes a long way we really appreciate it god bless yeah.